Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Brain again, and he's got it! Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Hello, welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me. I'm Charles and we've got a great show for you today as the Cobblers earned a point away at Grimsby. With me are Danny and back from giving Mickey Mouse a tickle in Paris, it's Chessie. How was Disneyland, mate? Was it fun? It was magical. Love a bit of magic in Disney, it was don't amazing. we? Amazing, thank you very much. Did, did you see the parade? I saw the parade so many times. I actually Excellent. abandoned my family at one point, left them, and went and saw another parade again. Oh, was it was it Oxford? <laughs> no, it it was much more magical than that, and it came first. It's Michael Appleton in a Donald Duck not second place. <laughs> but well done. I like that Michael Appleton reference because he reckoned that he had the best team in the league despite them coming. Second. Yeah, exactly. He's never going to live that down, is he? No. Ever. We're never going to forget it either. Absolutely not. Danny. Hi. You're, I've, been to, I've been to Grimsby. It's oh, not, you, as, <laughs> not as exotic. <laughs> I was going to say that you've been. You've not only been to Grimsby and Cleethorpes, technically, uh, yeah. but uh, but also you've been um, uh, you've been going around and doing what I normally do, which is appearing on different shows. Yes. In the last week. Oh, um, one, we, only one. We lent you to BBC Radio Northampton on Thursday, didn't we? You did. You did. Little did I know that I wasn't just a guest fan. <laughs> I was doing a bit more than that. But no, it's always good fun. Always good fun to be on the on the radio. radio. Jake Sharp's doing a great job with the new show. Yeah, it was on the... Like, not new show, but, you know, the, yeah. the old Reba. show with new, new hands. And uh, yeah, great to meet Martin, the the, uh, the fan on. And uh, Azamagaza, obviously always good value, good lad he is. Got to get him back in soon, aren't we? 
Yeah, oh, absolutely. We need him. Need him back in that team, don't we? But there we go. I, I understand, Danny, that, that Jake allowed you control of your own microphone. He gave yeah, he gave me a button. Right. That oh, I could move God. up and down and I was mm. responsible for doing moving it on and off mm. as you went, you know, as they wait as they go to the clips and stuff, I need I have yeah. to turn it down. And then when we came back from the clips, I had to turn it up. It was too much responsibility for me, if I'm honest. I don't think I should have been made responsible for that. And when Neil goes on, we should definitely <laughs> give him another mic. <laughs> yeah, Jake, if you're listening, when Neil arrives, I think October, uh, just give him a different seat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we were just talking before we came on about Erling Haaland swearing on Sky, weren't we? Yes. Um, Are we saying that we need to make <laughs> Neil grow a ponytail? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe move it to move it to a late night slot when you're done. <laughs> oh, brilliant! <laughs> cool late night it. cobbler shirt. Yes, <laughs> with Graham Torrington. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, but apart from being on the uh, cobbler's show, Danny, you were in Grimsby, and yes. I, I thought just before we started, it would be nice for you to say how lovely it was to see so many of our Patreon supporters oh, meeting was. up yes. in Cleethorpes yeah. ahead of the match. Yeah, always good to meet the Patreon supporters. Always good to meet any supporters. Um, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We, we had a good old time in the in the bar. Um, but before we go on, actually, shout out to saying support Cobbler H. I met at the weekend with her little girl, which is great. Uh, we were just having a chat outside the coach, and uh, she just happened to throw in the word tickets, and I'd realised I'd left my tickets in my car. Oh, so, no. <laughs> to peg it back to my car before the bus took off. Took off. <laughs> the bus drove off. <laughs> Run back to the to the to the to the car to get the tickets. So she saved me about thirty quid in having to pay again. That's a Amazing. big shout out to her. We had, we had a good time on coach number two. The jokes from the front of the bus not so great, but you take it. It's it's been a while since I've been on the old Six Fields Travel Club coaches. So shout out to them. They do a great job, and we always have a great time. And Isaac had a great time. Good, yeah, good, good old good old fashioned lead to away day it was. Can you give us an example of one of the uh, jokes? Oh, oh it, it was the usual, um, what, what do you call a dinosaur with one eye? Yeah, that kind of stuff. All right. What, what do you call a dinosaur with one eye? Do, do, you, think you, saw, do you think you saw us? Oh, right. You know the yeah. one, Charles. Come on. Yeah. Well, um, but by the end... Hear you tell it, Danny. <laughs> yeah. By the end, it, it, it got to the point where it was groans and boos on the back. Oh, terrible. It was, but, but he did give out sweets as well. Ooh. So he balanced it out quite well. It was, it was a good time. Good. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm very, very pleased. Nice. Um, like a bit of the football card, a bit of that. Oh, football yeah. card. Yeah. Money for the driver, all that kind of stuff. I love that. Classic. I love Classic. that. So you get off the bus, you go and meet some of our Patreon supporters, which is which is yes. lovely. Um, yeah. Have a thoroughly good time with them. I say as well that yeah. they've dug up, they've dug a little away fans bar into the ground. It's like a little bunker. they've dug it. Well, I don't know. Just, it. I think it, the space was probably there before. Is it like, like a trench? Think, <laughs> Basically, you know, like the air raid shelters you used to get in the war. Right. Like, you kind of, they just come out of nowhere. You just go into the ground hmm. and walk along a bit. It says a wave hands. Oh, that looks good. It's like basically built into the stand, like a little hole under the stand. It's, it's in a weird way. It was quite nice because it okay. had like loads of scarves and flags up from other teams, and you go in and see the journey that Grimsby have taken with all their opposition scarves and and all that kind of things. So, like these like Biggles Wade, Dartford all that kind of thing random um okay over, yeah. overseas teams one of them kind of things so it's, it's, it's a nice feel to it um in a way <laughs> if, if that happened in cars bar 
You yeah. just have pretty much the normal kind of like you'd have a Mansfield scarf in there, wouldn't you? What else? Yeah, Stevenage scarf. It wouldn't be anything exotic like Biggles Wade, would there? <laughs> well, it might have chippers. Oh, chipping them. Yeah, but that, that was away there. though, wasn't it? it I was, mean, yeah. you'd kind of want it to be teams that had come to that ground, come to Sixfields. True. Yes. Um, Very true. I, I suppose, and therefore sampled the delights of yeah. uh, of yeah. of. Yeah, I'd get a Wurzels flag in there ASAP if I was on Cars uh, <laughs> Bar duty. <laughs> the, um, the, Matt Salmon said the first scarves that you saw when you walked in was Scunthorpe and Bristol Rovers and Barrow. Oh, incredible! We were just like trying to talk oh, to someone. Oh dear! Oh so dear! Was, anyway, no, it was it was a it's a, it's, it's a special old trip. It's Grimsby. Oh, that's that's good. <laughs> so well, look, um, enjoyed it. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the throwbackness of it. Good. I mean, yeah. if you are a Patreon supporter, thank you very much for. You know, helping Danny enjoy himself. That's that's first things first. Get that <laughs> in there. Not, you don't have to do that as part of your Patreon. Just, just <laughs> uh, but as a special thank you, uh, this week sees the return of the Basement Tales. Yes, it does. Yes, it's our Go weekly on. bonus podcast that takes a look at the rest of all the League Two action. Um, and I'll be honest, this week there almost wasn't going to be very much to talk about because the EFL show on ITV lost all the League Two tapes. So I don't know if you've watched that, Danny, yet. It did, sure yes, yeah, it did. We'll be talking about it on The Basement it Tales <laughs> this week. It did, yes. Oh, lovely. So that's available exclusively to Patreon members for £5 a month. If you want an extra dose of It's All Cobblers to Me every week, then go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me and sign up right now. Anyway. From that to Cleethorpes and the Cobblers one all draw with newly promoted Grimsby Town. First off, guys, now, Chesy, I know you weren't actually uh, at the game watching it, even listening it, because you were too busy giving uh, Pluto a friendly tickle behind his ears. Uh, but how did you feel about the result? Uh, just looking at it on paper... Have I, have I thrown you there with the tickling no, of Pluto? No. No? Okay. Um, just kind of looking at it on paper, I think actually it's it's a very good result given what point of the season it is and the circumstances around the fact that it was Grimsby's first home game. Hmm. Um, so actually I think it's a good result. I think the issue lies in the manner of the result, which we say quite a lot being League Two fans. But I just think that we didn't help ourselves. But when we look back in 10 games time, hopefully this will be one where we'll say, actually, do you know what? That that was okay. We mm. can live with that. But it, it wasn't wasn't great. It wasn't what you wanted. It, it wasn't, just wasn't wanted. great. The manner of it wasn't great. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's it. I mean, I, I didn't watch it. I was at the zoo on Saturday, <laughs> Chester Zoo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was uh, going and looking at the lions, the tigers, and uh, the jaguars. Yeah, and some penguins as well. So I, I didn't. Oh, get I love to a penguin. Love a penguin. Yeah, especially the joke that's on the wrapper. Uh, and basically, did you know they're bourbons just with milk chocolate I on the top? Know. I did know. That's why I like. It's them insane, so much. isn't it? Especially Danny. At Christmas. At Christmas, yeah. <laughs> There's one for your older <laughs> listeners. Uh, there you go. Uh, I, I I know because I listened to the preview show, Danny, that you, that you did such a wonderful job with uh, last week, talking to Alex from the DN35 podcast. Um, and both of you predicted a one-all draw. 
on that. So, first of all, well done. Hats off Thanks. to both you and Alex for getting the off. score correct. Uh, you don't win anything, just my gratitude and appreciation. No. That um, is not enough. Oh, good. Um, I mean, I was disappointed, I think, because we'd gone 1-0 up and also because I had managed to have a little chance to look at Twitter and to see what a few people were saying. And most of what I was seeing was Neil just going, this isn't good enough. I don't <laughs> like it. Uh, and a few other fans not very impressed with our performance. And then I saw that we'd gone 1-0 up and... I thought, well, oh, brilliant. Maybe we'll hang on and we'll we'll sort of escape with a with a one nil win. Uh, but it wasn't to be, and I, I was disappointed. But at the same time, I just kind of go, well, draw your away games, win your home games. That will see you up near the top end of the table. So, I, you know, second game in, isn't it? I wasn't too disappointed, like you said, Jeffy. The circumstances of the day, it being Grimsby's first home game back in League Two. There was a bit of a fanfare um, feel around it. I think they sold out before for the home ends. So I don't think, given those circumstances, it's a bad result as such. But Danny, you were there. How did it feel in the stands? Uh, felt about right, I think. If I think yeah. we were playing for about five more minutes, we would have lost for sure. Really? Just the momentum that they had in the last few minutes, they were leaving, they more than likely would have scored a winner. So pretty happy coming away from it. I think it's one of those where I was happy I was there because I think if I was watching it, I would not have had anywhere near as good a time as I did when I was there because it was, <laughs> I thought before, I thought I thought I expected Grimsby to be a lot louder. I don't know whether it was because we were quite loud from the start, they couldn't hear them right. or what, how it came through on the highlights or whatever. But I, I expected Grimsby to be in pool party mode for him to be really on top of us. But actually, I thought it was the other way around. We, like, the Cobblers fans were making so much noise at the start. It was one of those stands with a, that kind of loops over and keeps it all in. You know, the corrugated nice. iron roofs, that you know, kind of stuff. Everyone was properly loud. We were really going for it from the start. We started really well. And then I think it actually worked the opposite way, that we started well and they quieted us down a little bit. Um, but we, we we just didn't play well at all. Like, passes were going astray. We didn't... The decision making on some of this stuff was pretty bad. The, the passing going forwards, there was no, no real invention about it. There was one point where, where there was a free kick on sort of midway through into their half, and uh, somebody I can't remember who was going to take it, but then Pinnock walks over as if he's got a plan, and he thought, "Oh, right, yeah, Pinnock's going to deliver this into the box." Just pass it backwards. Oh. Thought, oh, that's not ex- not exactly Alan Nil type. <laughs> things going on there um so it's just one of them where just everything was frustrating like all the passes were going astray and it was ugly it was a real ugly game oh, no. <laughs> just yeah it was frustrating having been in front but a decent point on the face of it i think because yeah. they were growing really really into the game by the end you mentioned there uh, that there was a little bit of you know it looked okay at the back defensively i mean maybe we're giving the ball away a bit but did did you really worry that we were going to concede up until the point where we'd scored? I know you said that um, you were worried if we'd carried on for another five minutes, we'd have lost. But up until we scored, how did you feel about us defensively? Uh, all right. I, thought we were, I think Guthrie is occasionally sloppy. I think on the ball he is. I, I don't know if I'm just noticing it more this season with Horsfall not there. Or maybe he's getting the ball more. He, just, he feels more sloppier than usual okay. in terms of his clearances and stuff. Sharing, I think, is decent. I think he's probably he's he's come straight in and is fitting straight away. His distribution's great. 
McLaw, I think, needs work. It's not his natural position, and I think he got caught out a few times, especially for the goal. But I think I thought in January we looked all right. I'm still not convinced on Verge's commandingness of his area, like Neil said last week. Mm. I definitely noticed that. I think I had it in my head this week, and I thought I'd watch out for that. And he, he definitely doesn't come as much as um, Roberts does. Come out to the box to collect stuff. Again, maybe something in time that'll happen. But in general, I thought we were all right, and we had a few a few flashes of of attacking moments, but nowhere near enough. And uh, yeah, it was it was just sloppy around Grimsby. We weren't that much better, to be fair, until the second half. So, yeah, yeah, I think the overall feeling that I got from fans on Twitter, Jeffy, was that we were defensively solid, but lacking a lot in the going forward and the creativity side of things just wasn't seemingly there. Uh, I disagree with that a little bit. Okay. I've wa- I've watched the highlights. Uh, I actually think that the defence looked quite sloppy towards the end. Um, we certainly didn't play out for 90 minutes, which is what we have been doing previously. Mm. Oh, I say previously, in the first game and <laughs> where we had that real momentum leading up to the end of last season. Because actually, we kind of, I, I'm kind of, as a Cobblers fan, looking at this as almost a a transition from last season because we haven't lost so much. So even though it's a new season, we still had that momentum. I think we've ca- we tried to carry that. I don't know how, know how successful that's going to be, but I think that's kind of the idea. I think we were very sloppy in defence towards the end. I think there was some really unnecessary uh, defensive work. For example, we'd clear it, but clear it to a Grimsby player and then it would just go on. Um, I think Burge was hung out to dry a little bit, hung out to dry a little bit, sorry, uh, for the their goal in particular. I think he's actually decent, but he just was put in a position that he couldn't stop things. Um, we just didn't help ourselves. Um, the upfront stuff, I think, will come, and I'm less concerned about that than I am concerned about the sloppy defence okay. and not playing through the 90. Having said that, we did do that last week. So it's just about getting the consistency. So it's certainly not the end of the world because we've come away with a point, but it shows that there is fragility in that squad. And I think we just need to work on that. For example, Jean-Pierre and McGlure don't particularly look match fit at the moment. Mm. So once that comes, that might change. Okay. Okay. I wanted to talk about the creativity bit because I had an amazing segue, right? It's not quite worked because we've concentrated on the defensive side of things, but it's fine. It's okay. I'm going to go for it anyway. I just want to say a very quick thank you to our new sponsors, RLS Print and Design, um, who uh, will create you anything. They'll design it and then print it. Um, brilliant. Really, design it. it? Print <laughs> design it. it. Print it. Um, yeah, and, and with them, we're, we're going to have a brand new feature that we're going to be doing at the uh, end of every single month where we will be looking at the creative bits of the game. So we're going to save things up um, that happen in Cobbler's games. And if they were particularly creative, then we'll sort of mention them in this little feature that we're doing. Not decided on a name yet, but I'm sure that we'll we'll think of something. And then obviously we'll need a jingle. Yes, I was just about to say go there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, anybody wants to make a jingle, then do get in touch. But, yeah, we'll let you know what it's going to be called uh, closer to the time. Uh, but, yeah, thank you very much, RLS Print and Design Limited. Um, go and find them. Google them. That's where you'll see that they've got their own website. But they're based in Northampton, so if you're based in Northampton with your business as well, then and you need something designed and printed, 
then uh, <laughs> go, and, uh, go and speak to Robert and the guys and girls there. That would be great. Could um, Robert mm. build and, well, could he build, could he design a water park for us? Well, well, now you've said can, it, haven't you? He can print and design it. Don't, if he prints don't, and designs it. Don't give it, things away, Jeffy. Shh. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm don't sorry. give things away. It's absolutely fine. Speaking of creativity, right? Oh, Sam Hoskins. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that goal. Oh, do you know what? First of all, Kieran Bowie, take a Bowie. 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 (laughs) It's Bowie. It's Bowie, Charles. Come on. Let's not have this. Let's not not start the season like this. Do you call David Bowie David Bowie? 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 I probably call him both things. Bowie? What did I say? Bowie. Bowie. We called him David Bowie. Is it not Bowie? You said Bowie. Did I say yeah, Bowie? Yes. Yeah. Right, take okay. A, should we take um, a Bowie? Take a Bowie, but that doesn't work. <laughs> you see, there was a reason why I called him Bowie. The other way doesn't work. Thank you, Exactly. Jeffrey. Exactly. The way it's not his name. But uh, I tell you what, though, it, isn't, it, isn't it insane? And I'm going to say something that does sound quite ridiculous. That's insane, you might say. Yeah, but, but it... It sounds quite ridiculous to say it, but Sam Hoskins is becoming the player that Cobblers fans expect him to be. Does that make sense? Like yeah, yeah. we we are so we have such high expectations of him that for the vast majority of the time it's unreachable. But I don't know what has happened to him, but everything he does I, I can I is can just I, brilliant. Can I, can I disagree? I don't think that fans I don't think that a lot of fans have a, a high expectation of him. I think it's actually probably the opposite in a lot of ways that fans don't expect, you know, haven't over the last few years expected much of it of him. And even though he's, nece- he's he's kind of been proving them wrong over the last couple of years, especially last season and the way that he started this, I think it's more a case that I, I think he's he's a frustrating player for many, because I think people want him to be better. I don't think they've got high expectations. I think that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Exactly what you've just said. I okay. think people want him to be better. And he's suddenly become, he's like stepped up, hasn't he? He's like gone another level where everything that those frustrated fans wanted him to do, he's doing. And it's, and it is such a joy to watch. It's like the shackles have completely come off of him and he's just, he's playing for fun. It's brilliant to watch. Danny, you were there. Yes. And, I think you said in our WhatsApp group um, that you think fans are starting to see the light, so they to speak. They are finally starting to see that they even got a chant at the end of the game and during the game, the Super Sammy Hoskins chant. Uh, first time I've heard that probably for a long time. Since yeah, then. I've not heard it for years. Yeah. Um, I, said, I said in our WhatsApp group as well, it feels like, you know, when you, you think you discover a band in a really dingy venue mm. and then they, get, they start to get more and more well-known. And then you other fans just start jumping on board. And I'm like, oh, come on. Come on. I knew, knew about this four years ago. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> um, but no, it's good to see. It's great to see. And I think he's loving it as well, isn't he? He's loving being the talisman. League one top scorer officially. League two top scorer. League two oh, top oh, scorer. Sorry. Hello. <laughs> it's not getting involved enough. It's not getting carried um, away. <laughs> it feels like, like people are coming out with things like, oh, he's the one to watch. He's the... He's the up and comer kind of thing. It's not it's been here for like six years or so. It's it's, it's just weird, and I, I I think he's actually been on good on form for the last two or three years since Keith Curl even. Well, this is it because okay. when we because people when we don't come seem up, to have been able to accept it until now. 
Yeah, when we come up against any opposition, and I, I, I'll look at the previews from other, you know, podcasts or, or or blogs or whatever, and it's always Sam Hoskins that they're picking as the as the our player, our danger man. Essentially, I know that that we might turn around and say Pinnock, you know, especially last season. I mean, I, I would still say that at the moment. If you're going to look for one player that that is going to be the cause of your downfall, so to speak, as an opposition fan, then it would probably be Pinnock. However, they always tend to pick Sam Hoskins, which I think shows that outside of our cobbler's bubble, if you like, people really do rate him. And I know that there's this argument that goes around, or, or this. This this thing that people say, which is that if he was that good, then he wouldn't still be with us. You know, he, somebody would have come along and taken him. It says, and, for, and they managed to twist it to be that the fact that he's still here seven years in now to you know being a cobbler's player um, means that nobody else is interested and no one else would have him. But that's not true. I it's don't so think yeah, that's it. I yeah. don't think it is true. If you look outside and you look at what fans of other clubs are saying about him, and not just them, but also the journalists that are covering other clubs as well, they tend to pick up, you know, we're talking about the the, the henners of Stevenage Borough or, you know, wherever. <laughs> you know, that they pick out Sam Hoskins as being a threat and being a danger for their fans or the fans of those clubs to look out for during the game. And and they're basically saying, look, the manager of these other clubs will be looking at ways to try and nullify Sam Hoskins because he is seen as a threat. Another thing, he got moved to central striker mm. um, during the second half. I thought actually Brady would probably come onto it later, but I thought Brady was great with his tactics on Saturday in terms of the way how early for the first start and, and how he switched players around to try and get more out of it and a lot of the time we've said Hoskins isn't suited to the the player down the middle role like the number nine you don't see him as a number nine he can't play there or this that and the other but he actually gave a lot more than even Hilton did on Saturday I thought in that role because he's running in behind and he's he's getting past him and obviously he came up with the finish the finishing um, at the moment is insane, isn't it? Like it, it, the angle of that goal for a start, it, it yeah, defies sure. almost mm. logic and and physics and gravity and everything else that comes with <laughs> with a goal that shouldn't really be scored, but is. But he's doing really audacious things that sometimes aren't coming off, like the scorpion kick that he did. But actually, yes. <laughs> that was amazing. It, yeah, it, it's absolutely fantastic to watch because it's a player that's that's playing with confidence. And the thing that happens there is it breeds confidence into others around him. And mm. I think that's what we've always been saying with the idea that if he's got strength around him as well, then that's when he thrives. Yeah. You look at when we had um, McCormick and McWilliams playing and feeding off him, that was really successful, um, mm. led to promotion, albeit behind closed doors. Um, and so when he's got players that can create around him in midfield, that makes such a difference. And we know that Hilton is class act, but he does tire. So we need to figure that one out. But actually put those together with Hoskins and I think we're really on to a winner. Yeah, you mentioned it before. John Brady did change the formation at half time. He brought on Bowie. Is that it? Have I done it right now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he, he took uh, Louis Appare off. Um, moved Hoskins into the central role. I mean, it's good, isn't it, to see that uh, Brady saw essentially what 
we were seeing as fans and reacted to it. I think in the past we've seen managers a lot of the time, I won't name any names, that are more reactive than proactive and and they make changes too late. You know, they wait until we go a goal down for it to, uh, you know, sort of push us into making a change in some way, shape or form. Um, So it was good to see that, Brady is more of a, right, okay, that doesn't work. Let's try something else. But he wasn't happy with Louis Apare at all. I, I read, um, I, I think it was James Hennigan, a piece uh, in the Cron that I saw. Basically, John Brady saying that Louis needs to do more. Yeah, but he's, then, he's invisible at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I, we wondered last week whether he just almost was, was a ghost in the game. And he then... Was. Afterwards, I was thinking it wasn't the words I was going for, Danny. I'll admit, um, but, <laughs> but it's where it got to. Um, no, uh, he seemed anonymous. That's what I was going for uh, in the game last week. But and I, I, I had a conversation with somebody. I can't remember who it was now, but I wondered whether it was actually a case of maybe um, he was keeping the defenders busy, which then enabled Hilton more time and space which is what then allowed us to sort of get the best out of Hilton. And I, I, was, I was kind of giving Louis Apre the benefit of the doubt, but it seems that maybe that might not have been the case. And actually, it was what we were all talking about last week, and he just was anonymous and didn't really do an awful lot. So it is a bit of a worry, I think, that that's happening. I wonder whether the fact that he's basically gone from being the number one striker in a front three and being that spearhead, to now having to work with somebody else. I mean, we did it last season. And 4-4-2 at the very beginning of the season just didn't work. Maybe we'll go back to being either whatever it might be, 3-5-2 or 4-3-1-2, which is what I think we went to for the, you know, the 4-3-2-1 or maybe or something that we went to in the second half against Grimsby. But I am a bit worried about Louis Apare. I'm a bit worried that his development's not going to be what I was hoping for. Yeah, I think we need another person in as well to, to uh, what's the word, compete for that squad place because I think that makes an impact. I'm not saying that he shouldn't start because we cannot do that after 180 minutes of football, but we need to look at how deep that strike force is and whether there does need to be depth added. Uh, One thing I would say, though, is I saw... Um, alongside the comments about our strike force and apparay, mm. some comments about um, pace. Now, somebody said, oh, we, we need Epia because we're crying out for pace. I kind of think that, well, I think Epia would be a great addition, but I kind of think that we need to come away from that idea that one player is going to solve everything and one thing, one element of football is going to solve everything. A bit of pace on one side of your pitch is not going to solve all your problems in your squad. The squad, for a start, isn't littered with problems. But also, if you think and uh, back to last week and the way that we were playing across the pitch, we did it several times. We literally switched from one end to the other mm. beautifully, or one side to the other, sorry. Um, and one bit of pace is not going to change it. We can't be one-dimensional and just use pace. We need to utilise what we've got. Now, Epia would be a great addition, but I don't think we can pin all our hopes on getting a pacey winger because I think we need to utilise what we've already got because actually what we've got is a good foundation. It just needs progression. I think, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, 
completely see what you're saying, but I mean, Hoskins has got pace. Absolutely. That's so what that's one side well, yeah. of it. So Koike. almost you have Epia on the other side. Yeah, Koiki as well has got pace to yeah. burn. So, I mean, adding Epia in on the other side of that is maybe what people are, are talking about. So it will actually make us more balanced mm-hmm, because we'll have pace on both sides. But yeah, you know, look, I think it's one of those things, isn't it? People liked what Epia brought to the team last season. He's obviously not, oh, it doesn't look like he's in favour for the first team at Leicester. So therefore, you know, why not go and see if we can get him back? I will say that I, I, I want him to be injury free. For that's what I was just about uh, to say. Know, it's got to be injury yeah, free, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing with that. And I mean... It was one of the things like Henna's in a in a tweet where he was actually, I think, you know, promoting the the article where John Brady was saying he wasn't happy with Apare. Henna's actually saying that he doesn't think that he looks match fit yet. You said that as well, Jeffy, beforehand as well with McGlore. So I mean, potentially it's just a case of getting up to speed. The one thing that I will say is that if he's not match fit, what's he been doing all summer? Because he he's not been out injured, has he? So who Apare? Apare. Oh, I mean, I can I can kind of understand Maglore because he came in McGlure. late in our preseason. I, I can understand the Apare thing as well because he was littered with injury, wasn't he? And he was playing. We was know. It? Yeah, he was littered with injury before he came, and then he when we came to us, right. he was out for about ten games, I think, before he could play. So I think. He was also potentially not really that fit when he started to make appearances too early last season. So I can see it, but I also do think as well that, you know, if we're talking about things like this, it's not the end of the world, is it? No, you're right. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. There are far worse things that we could be banging on about, I suppose. Although, to speak of people banging on about things, Neil, who I know isn't here, um, he wanted to rant, and unfortunately he's not been able to make it to the recording. right now um but he wasn't very happy with tyler mcglore danny was he he wasn't that was apoplectic he was apoplectic yes i mean i thought i thought mcglore was okay and solid most of the time he just has these moments where he gets caught out which is not really his fault because as though it's not his position but um it was i can't remember what the lad's name was jeffy who was on loan at villa from villa he played at bristol rovers and it wasn't his position either Revan. Is it Revan? That's, that's it. Yeah, Revan. Revan. yeah, yeah. He has an absolute mare at Bristol Rovers, and we never saw him at that position again. <laughs> um, but I think Odin Mayo was probably the the man brought in for that position, but he's injured obviously at the minute. Yeah. Then Tots there on the bench, you maybe put him in, but I think the tried and trusted McGlaw. I mean, it's, it, for the for the most part, he has a right versus consistency, and he get he has a, he had a moment last week against Colchester, which mm. cost us the second goal. He got caught out for the goal. Um, do you think he got position. caught out for the, the equaliser then, do you? Yesterday. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he got dragged out a little bit and then they, they found the gap down the left. Because I wasn't, wasn't back in time. Yeah. Because if you watch the highlight of the goal, or, you know, this is my interpretation of, of watching the, the highlight of the goal, is that there was a long ball forward which McGlaw heads away. So he's come forward to basically create a clearance. But, and yeah. it falls to the Grimsby player who immediately passes it out into the space where McGlaw was. But he's he's done that because he's won the header in the first place. So I kind yeah, of I just felt like he didn't. Yeah, he just got got there, okay. but he didn't, didn't get get back in well enough. See, and I think Sher- I think Sherring did get caught out a little bit as well. Sherring's the one I would say. Sherring is the one that for me has. Uh, this sounds harsher than maybe I, I mean it, but I think he's the one that cost us that equaliser personally because 
you don't let the ball bounce. Yeah, What's he doing? Bounce did it, wasn't it? Yeah. What's he doing? Just just go and head it. Just jump and head it first time. Just clear it. This is what me and Sean noticed even last week was we dilly-dally a lot in defence. So, like, instead of just getting rid, we don't. We faff about with it. And then, for example, conceded the penalty last week. And I've watched the highlights. We dilly-dallied with it. And then it came back, came back again, came back again. And they scored. We don't need to do that. Just get rid of it. Now, also as well, interestingly, Sean went, actually, we've got a decent enough defence to defend a corner. So if you need to defend it by throwing throwing it out for a corner, then crack on. Mm-hmm. You know, just do your job effectively. Don't do it the fourth time asking. Yeah. Okay. Fair you know, enough. Just, just yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. I think that I wonder whether there's an element, especially with Sharing, where he's he's come from playing under twenty threes football. Has he had a few yeah. loans as well in the in the league as well? Yeah, he's before. Had a loans in there, yeah. yeah. But I mean he'll be mostly used to, I would imagine, playing in like the is it the Premier League two, the under twenty threes competition. Mm-hmm. Which is Benny a bit Ashley more competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, basically if Benny Ashley Shields able to score goals in that, then can't be very good. Anyway, um, you look at it and you go, it's just not as sort of rough and tumble as league football, is it? That it's a lot more players stand off and players, I don't know, they they almost look to try and look good. Does that? Yeah, but I mean, he's had, what is, I've got it here, it's 10 games for Atkinson, 14 mm-hmm. for Cambridge, both in League One, I think. So okay. it's, it's had that experience last season of it. So Calderwood should get that out of him. I, I reckon that. Yeah, was uh, and I think Guthrie will help day. him as well. Guthrie yeah. will help yeah. talk him through stuff as well. And there's potential that we might go to a back three as well once yeah. um, Asmagaz is back. So that might help in terms of tidying it up a little bit. The cool. thing is as well, also, like this is absolutely not a lost cause and this is not a bad defence at all. You know, this this it, we're being quite critical. And <laughs> yeah, I would we say, are actually, aren't yeah, we? <laughs> we're being quite critical. We've got four points from the first first six available Mm. we're we're being very critical and I think that's a really good sign because if we were sat here like absolutely slaughtering the squad from the you know the goalkeeper right through we're not we're picking up on little things that actually will go a long way and if we have if we're only having to do that then there's not a major problem I don't think no like this is we're not we're just here to analyse what we see as fans. We're not here to to kind of say they're terrible because they're actually not. They're, <laughs> no, they're, they're a not. decent football inside. They just didn't show the best of themselves I think on Saturday. If we go back to like the, the... Sorry, Dan. If we just go back to what we were saying about Hoskins and fans being frustrated with, with him like not quite being as good as we want him to be, that's all basically we're doing right now. We're frustrated that we didn't go and win that game and that we weren't quite good enough. But... The one thing I'll say is that, you know, John Brady in the post-match press conference, he said exactly the same thing, which is that, look, that that wasn't a very good performance, that we didn't do very well, we didn't deserve to win. But look, we managed to get a point out of it. And I do wonder, I think we said last week about the 3-2 win over Colchester, that, you know, last season, that would have been a draw. Well, I think last season, this game might have been a loss. So maybe it's a, an extra point picked up compared to what we would have got or what we did get last year. And of course, if we'd have had that one extra point last year, who knows? <laughs> God, it's Joey annoying. knows. Yeah, I think I think there's something to be said about Grimsby as well because I thought they were decent 
Um, okay. they'll, they'll be nowhere near the bottom places, as far as I understand. No, they're, no. They're, they, they look strong. They've got physical presence about me. It was, again, we don't want to go into it too much. The referee was terrible again. <laughs> I don't know what these new directives are that they keep talking about, but no, none of the two referees so far have followed them at all. It was stop-start the entire game. Uh, everything, everything time someone went down in the middle of the pitch, it was given. It was constantly players falling over, uh, both teams as well. Obviously, yeah. Danny Hilton did his job. Sam Hoskins did a couple of things. But it's just, it was just so slow the whole game because he just kept stopping it. And like you're supposed to be letting the game flow a little bit, and it's it's frustrating. If the players don't go down though, Danny, yes, then the referee won't 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 do stoppages and stop starting and things. So the the, the players have got to take. No, but he was giving it for stupid things as well. It wasn't just the players going down; it was just stupidity. It's like the, just the odd nudge was given as fouls and things like that. Yeah, I I enjoyed um, our friends at the DN35 Grimsby podcast. Um, they picked out oh, there yes. was a video <laughs> that was sent to them, I think, um, of and it is on the highlight reel actually on on our YouTube. I say ours on on the Cobblers YouTube channel, um, where there's an effort on goal which clearly takes a deflection, I think, off McClure. And should be given as a corner, but the key that the the referee gives it as a goal kick, and you just look at it and just go, oh, if Me you're doing too. that, it's so pure. Oh, pure, <laughs> pure is one word for it. <laughs> on on the subject of referees, slightly slightly off topic, but I have to mention it. Please, 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 everyone that's listening, go and Google the Shrewsbury red card because oh, yes. it is so yes, funny. Yeah. Brilliant. I love that. Yeah, yeah, we've retweeted it. I'm sure we oh, have. Oh, it's, it's so a, it's funny. A good one. Uh, very quickly, because we talked about it last week with the new home kit. Um, that new pink kit looks nice, doesn't it? Love it. Oh, oh it's beautiful. Oh, lovely. It's a delight. It's what it, it is. is. It's a delight. Things like so many memories of happy times as well, doesn't it? Uh, absolutely. And of course, Alan Sugar would not be pleased with it. Alan Sugar would not be fuming at that. <laughs> anyway, uh, next up for the Cobblers, uh, we've got Wickham at home in the Carabao Cup yeah. on Tuesday night or tonight, if that's when you're listening to this. Or if you're listening on Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, well, we've already played it. But anyway. Uh, we did well, with, didn't we? Good we did, goal. Sam Hoskins, worldie. Absolutely <laughs> cracking result. Yeah. Uh, right. Quickly. Hang on a minute. Let's just go with the 5-0 defeat. God, it was rubbish. Oh, bloody awful. I mean, it doesn't matter. We're out in the first round, whatever. Yeah. You know, concentrate on the league. Well, concentrate on the league and the pizza cup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do we expect many changes? Do you think? Have we got enough, you know, people to be able to make many changes? I mean, I'm presuming Maxted will go in goal. Hey, it's a little Johnny Maxted night, isn't it? Sean Everybody won't loves, be watching then. Everyone oh. loves the little Johnny Maxted night. <laughs> By the way, can I just Johnny point Maxted. out, Sean? Sean doesn't dislike. Uh, Max said it's just that he has an appreciation for for goalkeeping and Robert's ability at goalkeeping so yeah Uh, yeah Burge is having to Sean's having to watch and hope that Burge wins him over because at the moment jury is out can can I say as well I mean Burge is a great shot stopper he He is he produced some great saves and he kept us in it I mean, all the time on Saturday, but it, it was unlucky I, if you ask me for the goal because it was a it, tremendous yeah, was. save first off, and then for the fact yeah. that it, for, you know, that's not Burgess' fault. That for if anything, Koike no. needs to wake up. But um, don't you no, don't I, you I, be I, saying I, horrible I, things about uh, the king? I just said he I, needs to wake I, up. I had to, I had to caveat out with that because I think he's a good goalkeeper. Mm. But we've got another kicker. 
on our hands. Oh yeah, well <laughs> we've got <you> know. another. <laughs> it's I don't know what it is when keepers come here; they seem to lose the ability to kick, <laughs> and uh, Burge definitely seems to fall into that category so far. Only two oh, games no. in, but, but uh, here go. yeah, little Johnny Max is going to be in, surely. Yeah, Tuesday. definitely. Um, um, ben Fox, maybe. Yeah. Um, he was I was going to say, bench, can we put Foxy he? in? Um, yeah, probably on the bench, I would think, to come on yeah. to get some minutes. I think Bowie will start. I think Leonard will start. Oh, yeah, Leonard, Mark of, Leonard, yeah. Yeah, yeah a couple of young'uns, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, a couple of young'uns that definitely won't be. Uh, Jack Connor and Michael Naguar. They've both joined yeah. uh, AFC Russian and Diamonds. Is that how you say it, Naguar? I feel Naguar, like... Naguar, I think so, yeah. I think I'm being a bit posh. Naguar. I don't know why. Mm. Um... But yeah, they've joined Diamonds on loan until January to uh, continue their development. I think that'll be a, a a good move for them. And of course, Diamonds are managed by a former teammate of John Brady, Andy Burgess. Oh. Um, so I'm yeah. sure that they'll be uh, getting some decent game time down there. Still don't want them to win. <laughs> I know it's a different club now, but still don't like Russian. End of. Uh, yeah, they on Saturday, didn't they? Um, Did they? Back yeah. to um, Tuesday, I think. Mm. Uh, Deich will surely play. Deich. Yeah. Deich 8. Deich um, Who else is in there? Uh, Big Ginge. Big Ginge will get a game. Yeah. yeah. He looked good off the bench again, Haynes. I'm, yeah, I'm he's surprised great he didn't get a start. He? Yeah, so am I. But then oh, again... Yeah, we'll get a start on Tuesday, I think. Yeah. I, I was just, I, who'd, you, who'd you leave out for him? I suppose for the league cup. Just, just rest the coins. Yeah, Don't you do that. Why not? You got it. Well, rest. because not? he does a lot of work in the 90 minutes, bless him. He needs a bit of a rest. Mikey, it's not I'm punishment. Well, <laughs> no, but I would be very disappointed. If he just wants to play every single game. Every single minute of every, every single, single game. Every single minute of every single yeah. game. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then he'll pop up right at the end in the last game of the season and score a goal. Uh, right. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, he let's storms go. us to League One. <laughs> uh, let's go. And uh, I, I believe we're going to take a trip to... Neil's postbag for the first time this season. It's time to read your letters out, but things have changed, so listen out. If you want to write about Northampton Town, you'll need to write this next bit down. Just have a rant or just some fun. At podcast at cobblers to me.com. No matter if we lose or win, send us your thoughts. Come on, get them in. Danny, yes. you, you can be in charge of Neil's bulging sack this week. By the caretaker. That's... Oh, yeah, you're the, you're the caretaker. The supply postman. <laughs> what are supply postman called? Uh... Do they have a special name? Um, uh, we'll have to ask him. Giles, yeah. Giles would know. Yeah, Giles, patron Giles. Giles if know. there is a supply postman name, we'd like to know, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> go on, Danny. Giles, what by the way, uh, mm. I saw Giles on Saturday. Oh, good. Showed me a picture of his phone. That my right. package, Giles. Pardon? He showed me a picture on his phone of my package. Um, He's uh, found a package in the depot and oh, uh, right. took a photo of it to show me. Oh, right. Oh, I see. <laughs> I really was worried. For a second, I was really worried what you were saying. <laughs> Right, got you. Uh, yes, postbag. <laughs> Ryan Eldred. Moving on. Ryan Eldred on the slack. Mm. Said, 
patreon.com forward slash cobbles to me. Get it in there. Uh, with the club receiving some money for Carney Chuck Wamaker, mm. should we invest that in the squad for the season or should it be put aside for infrastructure projects such as a water park or a Sam Hoskins statue? Oh, yes. Hoskins Get statue. It Done. Done. Water Done. park. Um, just on a, on a quite serious note, mm. I've seen a few comments saying, oh, we didn't get enough money for him. Um, massively disagree with this statement. The boy left when he was 12 years old. Mm. The fact that we're getting something from him is incredible. <laughs> the fact that we've actually got that clause within that contract is a fantastic asset to how the club protects. No, 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 Stop, 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 stop. Nothing to do with the club protecting it. That is well, this is very true. Yeah. It's to do with the power of the Premier League steal decent youngsters from football league clubs. But what they're I'm trying cast, to say is... Cast their nets. Like, they're like the child catcher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bang, bang. It is. It is. I'm not... Yeah, I completely agree with you, Danny, there. It is not any... You know, look, I, 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 I get where you're coming from because he was 12 when he left us. Yeah, so the fact that we're getting money, money from him. He's brilliant. Yeah. However, insane. imagine if we'd actually... Imagine if he was like Sean McWilliams. He's come through and he gets into our first team and he fires us, or oh, he's a midfielder, isn't he, uh, Carney? But, you know, he gets us into, you know, League One. Who knows? Maybe the championship, you know, if he was that good. And then he gets sold by us for five or six million. Then that would be just, it'd be life-changing for us as a football club. Yeah, For Northampton Town. So, you know, what are we looking at? Up towards a million quid so it's like half a million to start off with and then there'll be potentially another half a million to come later on down the line and we could still have still a lot of money it's a, yeah it is a lot of money but it's not going to it's not going to probably a it's not going to clear the debt to the other director's loans it's not going to build the east stand it's not going to probably get us a 20 goal a season striker it's not that much really in the grand scheme of things it's nothing to I don't think it's anything to get really excited about had he gone abroad and had he gone was it Barcelona that were looking at him yeah we would have got a lot more we'd have got 4 million quid apparently yeah having said that though he did leave at a very young age Hmm. so so it's not it's not like it's um, his brother where he's been with us right through, he he'd gone when he was twelve. So mm. the fact that we we have got that money is something that maybe we shouldn't have expected. Oh yeah, no, not, I don't think it should yeah. have been budgeted for. No, absolutely not. Do you it's, see what I mean? The fact should, we've got it is great. It should definitely go into the club in some respect. I mean, yeah. my my personal thing is is that I don't. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not one of these people that turns around and expects it to go and be put into the transfer or the wage budget. I don't. Ex- no. I, I would like it to. Don't get me wrong. I'm a football fan. I want our football club to sign players and and to be the best that they can be. However, I'm also appreciative of the fact that the football club has to be run well, and you know that might mean that well that that allows us to break even again next year or even make a profit next year. What whatever. I, I I'm I'm a bit like. You know, either or. It's not me that makes the decision. If it was, then I'd spunk it all on, I don't know, someone amazing. The Ronaldo of League Two. 
or something. I think this is this is such a bonus payment from yeah. somewhere that we completely unexpected that I, I think just put it into the community trust, put it into Ooh. the women's team, put it into Ooh. the youth. Yeah, that's a really good just, shout. Just like give give that side of things some more some funding because it's completely out the well, maybe not out the blue, but it's completely a bonus thing to anything else. Yeah, uh, and I think we're at a time now when the women's team especially need backing. Um, I did have a little bit of a conversation with Kelvin Thomas via email about this. And he really explained it quite well that the fact that the women's team falls under the community trust rather than the football club itself, especially in terms of finances. Um, but I think there's something that can be done there, surely, that okay. we can we can uh, choose this moment especially to to try and back the women's team more, um, and then the the, uh, the youth team as well. I would suggest that whatever actually gets used for, if it's not going to go into the the playing side of things, so wages or, or transfer fees, then maybe that the club could would would do quite well to actually say, we have done X, Y, and Z because mm-hmm. or with yes. the money that we got from the 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 extra money we got from the Carney Chokamika transfer to Chelsea from Aston Villa, I think that would be quite good. It would be a nice way of being. Uh, not necessarily transparent, but just being, you know, a bit of open. Op- I was a bit of open sea. What the hell is that <laughs> word? Uh, Openness. <laughs> just it's a, a nest. Yeah, just end, being a little bit more open. However, just to go back to what Ryan said, teacher Jeffy never asked you. <laughs> yeah, I am. But yeah, <laughs> going back to what Ryan said, uh, a Sam Sorry, Hoskins we've gone statue. Ryan. Uh, yeah, a, a Sam Hoskins statue at the entrance to the water park would be lovely. Thanks very much. Cheers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next. What Danny. if we had though? <laughs> Can you imagine right? if Carney the comes water- back <laughs> and he's like, "What did you spend that money on, lads?" Right. <laughs> 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 what if we had a water park, right, with a Sam Hoskins statue that was mobile, so that it like. It went down the slide and like shot out the end. Okay, like, and following up yeah. from that, then. yeah, I, I need to go on one more tangent. Sorry, Charles. The, uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Grimsby, but I have. yeah, got chased out of it away. once. The seats in the away end felt mm. like a water slide. It felt like I was just about to end up on the pitch. They're oh. all. I thought it was just mine. I thought it was just my my uh, extra timber I've been putting on recently. <laughs> um, but it turns out it was everyone's seat. Everyone was sliding down towards the pitch. I did see one fan uh, over-celebrated Sam Hoskins' goal, ripped all of his jeans, <laughs> yeah, all the way up his leg. It's uh, a new, that's new that's fashion what, statement. That's what the Sam will do to you. <laughs> uh, any more in the post bag, Danny? Yes. Uh, David KN85 has been in touch on Twitter. He says, David does, yeah. Hi, David. Uh, he's addressed this to Neil, but Neil's not here, so we'll answer it. Um, okay. He says, does, do we think the cobbler should move to Franklin's Gardens? No, move on. <laughs> Um, Phil Kirby on Twitter has asked would we rather go into the past and meet our ancestors or go into the future and meet our great great grandchildren oh my word Um, which as we know Charles um, has busted told us your great 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 granddaughter is pretty fine (laughs) and everyone lives under so can I go and meet Charles's great 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 granddaughter (laughs) (laughs) oh god I'd go into the past there you go. Question, That's my answer. That is a great it is question. A brilliant question. It's a bit like the duck-sized feet or the feet-sized yeah. duck. Do you know what this yeah. should be? The the question because when you were <laughs> on the cobbler show, Danny, on Thursday, I mean, mm. I, I sent a question in because Jake was asking for questions for Aaron McGowan. I was rather disappointed that we didn't yeah. get the question of who had the better beard, Lee Burge or Danny Brothers. Uh, very disappointed. Seeing up close, he's got a great beard. He's got a great beard. I can see that. 
But um, I would go into the into futures meet my great grandchildren actually to make sure they're wearing clarets and not anything else. So would ah, I. Good. So yeah, would that's I. Nice. I like that. I, I like that. that but you know how like um, uh, when we spoke to the guys from the Mansfield Matters podcast last year, and they told us Craig, I think, told us that he asks all the players what their favourite biscuit is. Mm-hmm. Maybe this could be the question that we ask all the players whenever we see them. Duck sized feet or the no the, the past no oh, the past come on Jeffy <laughs> get out your own head. There's another one here from Brian Wills as well who asks ketchup or HP on bacon sandwiches. Oh, don't Ground be sauce. so ridiculous. H- HP is awful. You gotta have ketchup. What? Yeah, Brown sauce. Brown ketchup. sauce. Brown sauce. What? Which sandwich? Sorry. On a bacon. Bacon. bacon I don't sandwich. eat bacon, but for fake bacon, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Jeffy can't answer that question because she doesn't eat bacon. There you go. And anyway, moving on. NTFC women uh, won their penultimate preseason game with a two-one victory over Cambridge United at the weekend. Zoe Boot with a twenty-yard free name. kick, absolutely, and uh, an Alex Dix goal handed the Cobblers the win. That's the final game of preseason. Oh, sorry, the final game of preseason comes on Sunday, a home game against Wickham Wanderers. Um, in big news. The women's side of the football club are now part of the FA's Emerging Talent Centre. This will basically provide a link that provides greater accessibility to the England women's player pathway, which is is brilliant news because obviously that enables the club and um, the, the players themselves to receive better coaching and Loads of different things. Not that obviously they're receiving bad coaching at all. If you're listening, Lou or Josh. Um, but yes, I th- it's fabulous news. It's really, really good news. Um, it's a it's a great thing, and it shows again um, how far you know NTFC women are are, are are going. Essentially, at the moment, they're doing fabulously. Can't wait for the new season to start. Um, we have tweeted out um, their fixtures. Their first game is at home to Wem. I think that's right. When um, we don't have an actual venue for it confirmed, but we presume it will be at Harpole Playing Fields. Um, we will be hopefully um, talking a lot more detail about NTFC women later on this month. Stay tuned Ooh. for that. Ooh, what could it be? Uh, NTFC be. under 18s have been having a lovely old time, haven't they? They've gone oh, to the yes. Netherlands. They're having a great holiday, they? Oh, lovely little scamps. I don't imagine if you're, if you're 17, 18, you say, come on, lads, we're going to Holland. The Netherlands, sorry. There's a difference I learned last year. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're having a great time. What, yeah. a, what an experience for them. They've been to a, a Erdebiza game, I think it is. Is that how you pronounce it? Top Every, five, every diversity. That's every how diversity. I say it. That's, that's it. how yeah, I say yeah. it. I don't think that's right, but you know. They've been to a big game there. They've had a couple of games. They've lost both games so far, but I think it's a good experience. Yeah. yeah um, so they've played Excelsior, great name for yeah. a football club. And a um, Danny, who's the other team? Uh, Degrasschap. Oh, great. Okay, good. St- I was Steffi looking at it. St- <laughs> One for the tennis fans. <laughs> <laughs> one for the over 30 tennis fans. yeah yeah one for the dance uh there you go <laughs> <Thank> you <very laughs> much. oh brilliant no it's good oh, it's really good to see all of this stuff that is very positive around the football club at the moment i, I think it's looking uh bright future for as we said ntfc women the under 18s are looking like they're having a lovely old time and getting you know the opportunity to do this sort of thing um what with 
you know, the academy producing amazing talent that, that you know, the big guns want to buy eventually. Um, yeah, future looks very bright. I'm very, very pleased with how things are going at the moment. Uh, Wickham on Tuesday night. That's going to be fun. Either yes. of you going? Yes. I'll be there, John. Danny's going. Danny is I'm going. I'm on a week week long stay in Northampton, so I'm going to take in as much as I can. Oh, to that Tuesday and Saturday. Will you be drinking Carabao all day? <laughs> I will, just to get my energy levels up. Prepare myself. <laughs> keep... I'm going to give Isaac some as well. Oh, oh my life! Careful! Careful! <laughs> you ate some Carabao, Danny. <laughs> if you are a social worker, please contact Danny Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be a good game. And then on Saturday, we are playing Hartlepool. Hartlepool. Jeff, Jeff Stelling's Hartlepool United. Jeffy Jeff Stelling Derby. Why is it a derby? derby? Because Jeffy and Jeff. Ah, of course. Come on, keep okay. up, boys. Right. Sorry. Sorry. sorry, sorry, sorry. Charles, as well, you are on your BBC results show. Mm, yes, on, uh, I am. I will be making my debut on Squad Goals on BBC Sounds. So if you're listening it to Radio is. Northampton on BBC Sounds app, you'll hear me instead, which would be lovely. So yes, uh, if you don't want to listen to Jake Sharp and Tim Oglethorpe commentating on the Cobblers, then uh, come over to BBC Sounds and listen to me. Talk about what are you going to be doing? Talking about the games as they go. It's like a soccer Saturday type. It's thing. basically like soccer Saturday, but much more fan orientated and and much better. Question. Yes. Do you have to keep your cool if the cobblers score? I, do, you, do you have I, to act all professional? Mm, or do you, are you going to be able to leap up off your seat and go mental? It's a good question. Uh, I have I have partaken in listening to a few of the BBC Squad Goals programs in the last year or so. And let me just say that it's not one for wearing a suit and remaining completely calm. Oh, good. That'd be my so, Is it like mm. years ago when you used to get those videos of Careful. fan cam? Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Do you oh, remember yes. the do remember Tottenham Arsenal one? When <laughs> uh, Was it Arsenal were 3-0 up or 2-0 up or something? And Tottenham came back to 3-2 or something. I it's can't remember which way yeah. around it was, but whatever it was, it was utter gold yeah I, I, I do remember that. it was utter gold that. it was one of the best things i've ever seen as a football fan from a, like a neutral point of view yeah no very it, funny it, it's not it's not like that i mean it, it is more soccer saturday slash final score type um can we listen back to it afterwards because i'll say i'll be at the game i believe can we can. listen back to good yes yeah. i'll be at the game week. too danny will you be there excellent That's yes let's have a half-time haribo Yes, and oh, cup of soup. Yes. That would be brilliant. Yeah, no, I, it will be me and um, Joe Thompson, former Rochdale player. I love oh, Joe Thompson. Thompson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it's going to be really, really good. Really good. Really looking forward to it, making my debut on that. Um, you know, new job and all that. Yeah, so there you go. Brilliant. Wow. Come and come along and, and, and join me on BBC Sounds. There you go. I'm, I'm going to stop promoting it now because it's, you know, <laughs> Not It's All Cobblers to Me. Um, Music, radio, podcast. Exactly, yeah. Thank you for listening to It's All Cobblers to Me. Uh, you can get more from us, by the way, on cobblers2me.com, including we're going to have a match preview for that Wickham game, aren't we, Danny? Uh, yes, we are now. <laughs> <we are. laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I'd throw that in for you. Yeah, we're going to get we're going to have match previews for every game this season. They will be there on cobblers2me.com. And also, there'll be uh, opinion pieces. I, I'm going to write one on my latest rant about the standard of refereeing 
in the EFL. That'll be an interesting one. Uh, Danny and I are back in your ears on Friday with the preview show. We will see you then. Goodbye. There's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network.